Welcome back to another episode of Cluster Fudge. I'm here once again with Alex. How are you, Alex? I'm well, Alan. Glad to be back. We got a whole bunch of stuff to cover, so uh, let's let's see what we got. I did bring a Transformer in. Um, I brought in Masterpiece Hound. Yeah. Um, I just started collecting the Masterpiece toys. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was selling a lot of them online and really selling a Megatron, which I really wanted. And it was a really good price, and I really just wanted the Megatron, but he threw in Hound, Prime, Brawn, Windcharger, mm-hmm. Prowl, and Sideswipe. Yeah. Which was a lot, even though all the rest of them don't come with instructions or, or accessories, which was okay. disappointing. But they are the toys themselves. So Hound and Megatron had the accessories. I brought in Hound. I think you said you had played with him before. Right. Um, so Peter's got this as well. Okay. Um, but uh, it is it is super cool. I love these Masterpiece toys because... You can tell the designers of these toys have watched every episode mm-hmm. that any of these characters have been in. And so as a result, you've got um, the, the the key that locks uh, Ravage's cage mm-hmm. in one of those more than meets the eye episodes. You've got uh, a little hologram figure to mm-hmm. sit in his uh, in his uh, driver's seat. You've got a little holographic cone that comes out of his holographic projector gun. Yep. I didn't um, know what that was at first. I, I had to figure out what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I even like the soft top, which I don't even remember seeing in an episode. He did not use that in yeah. the episode, but I'm sure the actual Jeep that he's based off of has some sort of covering. Right. right? Um, and a Spike character. Great. And Spike himself. Yep. In his yellow boots and everything. Yep. Oh, it's 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 great yeah my only critique like i when i pulled the pieces out i was like okay they were all in their robot form and actually han was the only one that i was a little disappointed in every other piece had a really good weight to it and the description and i mm-hmm. was really impressed by it i almost like the earth rise hound a little bit better but i was like okay and so then i sat there and and i found a youtube video and i tried to transform him and an hour later i'm still working on this thing <laughs> so you know Peter as, also had to consult the YouTube video. A play, as a playability to transform him, mm-hmm. you know, very intricate about where all the pieces go and fold and the tires like fold over. I mean, yeah. they like fold and then they're hidden in the legs and it's really like a work of art and ingenious. Mm-hmm. But as a, a for fun to right. transform him and play Transformers, not fun. I takes, bet. <laughs> takes too long. My mm-hmm. my my five year old was yelling at me like, Aww. "Why isn't he in a car yet?" And, da, 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 and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And I just yeah, you know. And after an hour, like this is as far as I got. I'm still not done. I'm, he's like halfway transformed. Are you trying to put him in Jeep mode? Yeah, or? put put him in Jeep mode. Oh. I mean, I know he folds over kind of like this, but I didn't want to break. You know, so he's almost there. He's basically in Jeep mode. I th- but I think um, these come in what vehicle mode already. Out of the box? Which, I don't know. I mean, okay. I bought them from a third-party oh, okay. uh, seller. So. You can see a bunch of my masterpieces over there, uh-huh. and I don't think I have transformed them into vehicle okay. mode since. Right. Um, <laughs> they're all in robot mode. Totally. Display pieces. Oh, you have Prowl. Okay, cool. So I've got Prowl. I didn't even open them out of the box, um, but yeah, I've got Prowl. I've got... Uh, oh, and I see you have a Skywarp. That's like super expensive. Okay? Yeah. The store. That's, that's really held its value. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I'm sure I didn't pay that much for it. It was like around the time it came out. But um, what do I got here? On the on the microwave here, I've got uh, uh, Hot Rod is fishing. He's got his fishing pole right. from Transformers the movie. Right. And he's fishing and Sideswipe is sitting next to him, which I just... They never did a scene together. Right. And I thought those two would get along so well. So 
<laughs> they're just kind of hanging out fishing. And then you've got Bumblebee, the mainstay of the, the original run, and Ironhide and Prime. And Prime's holding a, a Megatron. Megatron in gun mode. And that's the Prime, the, the what, 25th anniversary mode or whatever, 35th, whatever it came out in 2004. And um, Yes, I have that one too, but I have it still in the box. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him at uh, Target. Yep. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's some of my favorite. And no, I will not transform them back into vehicle mode because they are such a pain. Mm-hmm. They just look beautiful in their robot modes because that's where all the engineering went into. Is like, how do we make these things look like the designs right. by Sunbow and Marvel Productions? Mm-hmm. To, and in that first season, they consciously made an effort to remove the wheels from their robot modes. Mm-hmm. At season two and on, they're like, all right, fine, we'll, we'll show the wheels. Right. Um, but they just wanted to make them look as humanoid as possible. Yeah. And uh, it was brilliant because we were like, of course, we want to relate to them as humans. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it it worked. But yeah, it's, uh, it is a pain to disguise them in robot mode without wheels exposed. You know, I consider it a challenge. It's almost like building like some huge Lego set, like they're trying to transform them. Like, and, and, you know, Megatron is so big, it transformed into a gun. And that was the whole thing is that I wanted a Megatron gun. I didn't mm. want a Megatron tank. I wanted a Megatron gun. Okay. Masterpiece came out. I said, this is on my bucket list. I really want to get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like sitting there and I look at him in the box and I'm just like, you know, I'm going to have to dedicate like a half a day. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids have to be in bed and, and, and it's going to be like the night from like 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock trying right. to work on transforming him to a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to have to be like like a project like artists paint the paintings yeah and yeah no having a kid present is not <laughs> it's not, not gonna oh, help yeah, you three-year-old she sat there and she saw all the toys and she like hit the table and all of a sudden you see spike flying up in the air oh. end over end i'm like spike no <laughs> he you know the like key 20... is one way the hologram is the other way i'm like oh, There's no. the dog is running around wanting oh. to eat spike and i'm like no and i'm like we're done all these microscopic pieces yeah and i'm just like nope mm. <laughs> all done so and I think Hound has like a, a a visor, like hidden up in his skull somewhere. Yeah, and I saw, I couldn't find that. I don't know if the guy lost it or didn't include. Either it. he lost it or it's actually part of his head. It might be something where you have to pull open his head and like it swivels that down. That might or something. be that I didn't notice. Yeah, because it, there's not even like a little space for it in the right molding. I so. think there was same thing with with Peter's copy of it. Is uh, okay. we're like, where is this thing? It's like, oh, you you flip it down. Oh, cool. Yeah. But it, it simulates when he goes underwater at Sherman Dam right. to save Spike. Right. And uh, or vice versa. And uh, anyway, it's it's still one of those cool things. It's like you saw him do it for a fraction of a minute mm-hmm. in one episode. And they're like, let's put this in the toy. But even non masterpiece, like I highly recommended that cliff jumper. I think it's like the Earthrise or whatever cliff jumper that's out. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And he comes with that huge gun that we had in the first episode with the tripod. Yeah, Megatron dead in his um, viewfinder. I, I, I could not believe, I mean, for 20 bucks, how well the transformation, the character mm-hmm. look. You know, and the skis from um, the skis, Countdown to Extinction. Yeah, I mean, just everything about that, yeah. that character was just great. I mean, they, you know, and I heard there's a there's a whole new wave of stuff coming out. They're called it like the movie series. Um, there's like a Grimlock, I think, that comes with a wheelie. Um, oh, wow. There, there's six toys that are coming out, um, I think, next year. Mm-hmm. So I know you told me, I mean, next show we can review, you got that Quinnison. Um, oh yeah, I've got that here in the house. Yeah, you know, I ordered. Uh, I was gonna get the Quintesson, but I actually ordered the whole Judge Room set piece. And okay, I just I just checked. I should be getting it. I think next week on the nineteenth cool. or something like that. There um, was a bit of a pain with the Quintesson because it comes with two faces removed, and I guess you have to remove two faces in order to do the full transformation to make him a jail cell. 
for yeah, whatever reason. Right. And they want to, it's part of Transformers. It's got to transform. Gotta transform. I, guess. I would never transform. Me neither. Yeah, you just... don't, they didn't transform in the show. So why bother? But, but anyway, so it was a pain to get one of the faces on its thing. So I had to kind of finagle a few little miniature rubber bands to, to keep the face on. Oh no. Yeah. But it's not visible. It looks right. fine. All right. But, uh, for whatever reason, they've got these very small holes and pegs to snap into place and for whatever reason it just didn't line up very well oh. so one of the faces has a couple rubber bands but they're hidden pretty well so you can't really see it that's cool mm-hmm. i really want to i like the 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 little guy with the tentacles the uh what is he the prosecutor or the bailiff or whatever he is yeah um so that so the little set comes with all that actually no he's the prosecutor the bailiff is that big ogre looking thing then there's a shark that kind of comes with and it also comes with the little what's his name cranix or whatever Okay, there's an alligator version of the shark tucans, right? Like one that kind of has more of a, a triangular yeah. beak yeah. sort of deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. I'll have to have to bring that in the next time and review that. Um, I know the Earthrise, the next, after what we saw, um, War for Cybertron trilogy, the teaser trailer came out. Is there a release date for that yet? No, okay. no release date. I think it's in 2021, so okay. we don't have an actual date, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it looked cool. I mean, we don't know what direction it's going in. So it was just yeah. a teaser. That's the whole point of a teaser is to mm-hmm. tease you. So I don't know. We'll see. But, um, you know, it's an exciting time in the Transformers universe. So many toys. Um, next month, uh, before the next podcast, I, I will be traveling to, and I'll let you know if you want to come along. I'm going to be traveling to Gainesville. Mm-hmm. There's a store there called Transformer Land. No kidding. Uh, yep. And they have. I mean, supposedly thousands and thousands and thousands just dedicated formers, and I'm sure some other 80s. Oh, I've got to look that up online. Yeah, uh, and they're actually in Gainesville, like right up the road. I couldn't Mm. believe it. So, I mean, you know, if you wanted, you know, Long Haul's yellow weapon from the original G1 series, you can buy it there. Mm. Like, I mean, accessories, tech specs, like what? Nice. Yeah. So. Oh, um, Peter needs to know about this. He's on. He's on the Gulf Coast. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as a present for Ben and for me, because of day before my birthday we're, we're gonna take a ride up there and check that out so I'll nice have some news to report from that gainesville florida gainesville florida yeah go gators um <laughs> anyway but not today there's no game not today thanks or to covid 19 <laughs> yeah we're just gonna play what i my phone just tells me that dan mullen tests positive for covid 19 mm. um yeah. okay I heard Bobby Bowden tested positive he did and he was just released from the hospital he's 91 yeah so it's not that bad I know, right? He's 91. He's 91. He's not the thinnest of people. No. And uh, he's he's been released from the hospital uh, like about a day or two sure ago. Sure the man eats pork. He's from the South. It, so apparently Bobby Bowden can survive this. Chris Christie, Governor Chris Christie mm-hmm. has survived this. He's not a young man. He's clearly overweight. Right. Our president has survived this. He's not a young man and he's overweight. Right. And got lots of people in the high risk category surviving this thing. So right. there is hope for, for hope. many of us. Yeah, and not a new one either. There's mm-hmm. just hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, to many of us, it seems like a new hope. Right. We were watching those Galaxy Cons. Uh, yes. I, I saw a couple of them. It was pretty cool. Your, your boy Patty over there is uh, hosting them. Um, so just today, uh, as of the recording that we're doing right now, I watched uh, the Justice League panel, mm-hmm. which had the voices of Justice League's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Hawk Girl, and Green Lantern. And wow. uh, that was a nice lineup. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they had a great uh, discussion there talking about... Um, 
how they felt about reprising roles that they hadn't done in a while and, and like how their voices can they ever fall out of that and and stuff apparently kevin conroy when he auditioned for batman he went so low that <laughs> the first three episodes he realized and his voice director realized that he was hurting himself so he had to Find a way, well, he can't change the voice because they've established three episodes already of that voice. Oh, So he had to find a way to continue that voice without damaging his voice. So, And there are ways of that. If you're familiar with singing and doing voices, um, one of the keys is to not constrict your voice, which is what Kevin was doing, but actually support with your diaphragm and project more air out of your mouth so that way you don't have to squeeze to make that oh, okay. either deep or even high pitched voice that you would use if you're squeezing your voice. If you right. force more air, it sounds as if you're being constrictive, but really the pressure is just from more air flowing out there at a higher pressure. So for 30 years, he's sitting in the uh, recording studio with a 20 pound weight on his chest. Express <laughs> his diaphragm because he screwed up for th- he's just lifting for it and dropping it on his in belly. 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's that's that's just awesome. I mean, that's Batman to me. I mean, they can mm-hmm. make all these movies, and you know, I like the Bell movies or here and there, wherever. But but I mean, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy is the Batman as Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime. I for mean, it's sure, just, it's just yeah. You know, and it's not just. Kevin Conroy's performance there's no you know outside of comic books there's no better written Batman mm-hmm. than Batman the animated series and the other and, series and, and, that and he's the animation been in. too I mean yeah. the, the drawing of the character like that's mm-hmm. who he is this big guy the square jaw like mm-hmm. that you know that's Bruce Wayne it's right. not you know George Clooney Mm-hmm. Or who, who else would say Ben Affleck? I, I don't even know who's doing it anymore. Right. It's like a thousand different people. But mm-hmm. like I've never, you know, I've never seen a human like you know. I thought Christopher Reeve did a great job being Superman. Oh, for sure. Um, and they could have a human actor be Batman, but they haven't found somebody that exemplifies the character as well mm-hmm. as. They animated him in the show, in well, my the, opinion. I mean, in Batman the Animated Series, I've got a, a figure of him right over there. Right. Um, they animated a character who portrayed the strength of Batman. He's got this barrel chest and this lantern jaw. And, and then they animate him doing like these extremely quick and agile front and back flips and bouncing off walls and doing all these mm-hmm. amazing things. It's like... You can't realistically have an actor with that size and girth doing these things. It'll, right. it'll you you'd have to use CGI. Yeah, and and even in doing so, then are you taking away from the elements of Batman? I don't know, but um, but at the same time, if you want to go down that route, fine. But like study Batman the animated series as a filmmaker, absolutely. And you could get more out of your Batman than I think we're seeing in most of these movies. I mean, the best movie, Batman movie I saw in the theater was Mask of the Phantasm. So Yeah, right. Uh, you know. I, <laughs> including every live-action movie. Yeah, including every live-action. Yeah. Well, 
Well, all right, props to Dark Knight. I mean, of course, but you know, but that might have been you more and I pleasure. saw that movie, Mask of the Phantasm. Uh-huh. We saw it opening day, yep. which was actually Christmas Day. Oh, was it that back in '93? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. And uh, I was it was a daytime showing, but I remember looking around the theater. There might have been like three other people in yeah. that theater, and I was like, "What is going on?" Right. Well, it turns out that was not an anomaly. Every other theater showing it did not have a big turnout for right. it, unfortunately, and that's. That's the problem. It's like we as fans, at least certainly back then, like we need to support what we love. And mm-hmm. if we don't support it enough, the movie studios are going to be like, okay, that's great. But let's go back to George Clooney and the yeah, and the exactly. other formula. Exactly. So, so yeah, the Galaxy Cons, I saw a, a couple of them. I saw a funny one. Um, I just wanted to know one. It was, it was a Star Trek panel. They've been okay. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this was really funny. So the Star Trek panel, The Next Generation, had Denise Crosby. Mm-hmm. And she told this little-known story that back, I guess, in 1983, she auditioned for the role of Dana Barrett in Ghostbusters. Okay. And uh, she said she she really thought she would get the part or whatever. And, and uh, she auditioned like five times. But she was like, but, you know, the part obviously ultimately went to Sigourney Weaver. Because Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray, she claimed, knew each other. And had a previously working relationship, and Bill wanted to work with Sigourney. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it could be true, but Sigourney Weaver was already in Alien. Right. You know, yeah. and you were in nothing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a much better actress than you. Right. Well, But yeah. it might have been those two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not anything else. There's some insider, well, he just, they yeah. knew each other, so that's why I didn't get the role. It's like, so, yeah, she was a lead in yeah. a major motion live, picture. Live in this delusion yeah. and, and whatever. Yeah. So, um, I, well, I saw this Doctor Who panel, and they had a bunch of the, a couple of the doctors and a couple of the companions. Mm-hmm. And one of the doctors is uh, Colin Baker. He was the sixth doctor. I think he was the shortest lived doctor. Well, with the exception of, uh, actually, he wasn't the shortest lived doctor based on now, because there was another guy that did one season and one guy that just did one TV movie. But back then, out of the original seven, he was he was the shortest lived because there was like a strike in the middle of it, and the producer hated him, mm. and so they, they fired him in the middle of everything, and he didn't even return for his regeneration scene, mm. so they had to do this whole big thing in any way. And so, but he is a, he's a funny, funny character right now. In fact, they did a, uh, I don't know if you know this, and it's worth checking out if you, if you like Doctor Who or anything, just, if you like just humor, mm-hmm. um... So 2013, they celebrated the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. So they had um, the newer people in the show, and they were writing this whole story, and they want to make this big epic thing because it was the 50th anniversary special. So they had the actors that played the 5th, 6th, and 7th Doctor, and they were playing themselves, and they did this like 30-minute episode of a parody of them playing themselves, trying to call the producer of Doctor Who, saying, hey, can we be in the special? And him them, like him, just like declining the calls. Mm. And so they end up having to go to the studio, and they dress up as like Daleks to like get on the set, and there's all <laughs> these like hijinks ensue, and it's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like guest uh, uh, celebrity appearances, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really, really funny. But anyway... So Colin Baker was talking about they were so Patty was like oh you know share some funny of your uh, funny fan stories that you had and he goes oh he's like oh I had two he's like uh, I was talking to a fan one time and he's just like oh he's like you're the uh, you're my fourth favorite uh, sixth favorite doctor <laughs> and and he and and the guy looked at him and he's just like you just demoted me in the same sentence oh my God. two spots <laughs> like what wow. like, that's not insulting in front of me in yeah. front of me. And then he told this other story, which I thought was funny. This lady came up to him and said, um, I really uh, want an autograph, but I'm like, do you sign breast implants? Oh, boy. 
And he's like, what? And he's like, do you sign breast implants? And and he's like, I guess. And so she reaches into a bag and she goes, I just had these removed. Can you sign these oh, for wow. me? <laughs> he was thinking like he had to sign her chest. They obviously. used to be in her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because he was like, what's the oddest thing a, uh, yeah. a person ever asked you? So I thought that was, right. that was pretty funny. Um, so I just saw a panel just earlier this week at the mm-hmm. beginning of the week. Um, it was the Darkwing Duck panel, which had great voice actors, uh, Jim Cummings, as well as, um, yes, go Jim, on. Jim Cummings, I'm sorry not to interrupt you, mm-hmm. I was looking up some random nonsense, and um, one of the terror cons, mm. Ripper Snapper, okay. was voiced by Jim Cummings. Wow. I don't even know how many lines, because that was like the very end of the Transformer series, yeah. but I was looking up the terror cons, and it said Ripper Snapper was voiced by Jim Cummings. I'm like, the same, the Winnie wow. the Pooh guy? Like, what? Yeah. But go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's amazing. Well, I mean, like, freaking Trypticon is, um, what's his name? From Everybody Loves Raymond. Ray Romano? No, the the, the big guy. <laughs> Trypticon is uh, Brad Garrett? Brad Garrett. You didn't really? know that? Brad Garrett is Trypticon. In, in the original Transformers In show? the G1. He was a voice actor? He was a voice actor. He wow. also voiced Hulk Hogan in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, but yeah, he was Trypticon. I mean, how else are you going to get that deep? Trypticon. It's freaking Brad Garrett. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's funny. Yeah, okay. so like, I mean... <laughs> A lot of these guys went on to have amazing careers, but that was kind of the early time in in many of their careers. So, um, yeah, Jim Cummings is one. But um, another actor who was on Transformers, it was in this panel, was um, Michael Bell. Mm -hmm. Um, So we talked about Prowl earlier, and he did a whole bunch of other Transformers. But, um, I mean, come on, man. He's Duke Mm -hmm. from G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. And um, once I kind of started to learn his voice and you and I were watching a VHS copy that we rented of Transformers, the movie. And we were looking at that end credit sequence. Mm -hmm. We saw Frank Welker's like hundreds of different characters, but Michael Bell is like eight different characters. And that's when we started to learn. Okay. That's uh uh-huh. And then we didn't take us long to realize Prowl and Duke were the same voice. Right. Um, it's like Cobra commander, Cobra commander and Starscream. Um, but, uh, so I was, I, after the, panel i got to purchase a one-on-one three-minute interaction with him Mm -hmm. and i was telling him how much he's influenced uh my career as a voice performer and such and it turns out he is a teacher on voice acting oh so i was giving him some background of my performance um history and of course my background is in improv Mm -hmm. he was very happy to hear that i had a background in improv he says he teaches all his students Improv is the best training mm-hmm. for voice acting, for one. And second, um, you know, before we got cut off, he suggested got to go to these uh, websites and learn accents. Accents is very important. That's the last thing that you need to look into. And that was a very good note because I really haven't mastered accents. So mm-hmm. um, I will take Michael Bell's suggestion directly and go learn accents. That, that hopefully will help uh, some of my vocal work. Um, but it was super nice to yeah. uh, to see Michael Bell in this crazy mixed up world. I get to do these interactions, which wasn't an option before. Wasn't he in the pilot of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yes, he was. You're right. He was so on. He was, Fa- he was on Farpoint. Farpoint. Right. He was the director of the Farpoint. Exactly. Station. He was the one torturing Farpoint to mm-hmm. to do what he wanted. Um, but uh, yeah, once you hear, 
I mean, you hear characters like Major Blood and the Riddler, and then mm-hmm. you get familiar with his high register, and that's what he was using in that episode. But yeah, he was the guy who had the long hair, and it's Michael <laughs> Bell. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. It sounds like like every every enemy in uh, He-Man right there or something like that. <laughs> He-Man? Yeah. Little like Skeletor. Alan Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oh, is that his name? Okay. Alan Oppenheimer, yeah. he's. I mean, he was pretty much half the cast of Masters of the Universe. Right. And he's also three mini-bots Three mini bots on the uh, Autobots. He's Warpath. He's Beachcomber. And he's Sea Spray. Oh, wow. Like, he talks like... Yeah, yeah. And then the Beachcomber's like, very late. Hey. hey. I'm uh, Beachcomber. And then there's Warpath. I'm Bam! From, I'm from wow! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I talk like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, so they're speaking of Star Trek, yeah, I saw there was... Uh, they have a bunch of Star Trek news coming out, but nothing's, like, definite. I saw that they're trying to get, like, Avery Brooks back to play Cisco in something. Yeah. And, and, and I think Janeway... Uh, uh, Mulgrew is, is confirmed to be Janeway in... In a new Star Trek show, like the Star Trek Prodigy show, hmm. um, which is like the Nickelodeon, I think it's an animated show, and oh really, uh, that's coming out soon. And then okay. of course they have Lower Decks, which I haven't been a fan of. Discovery starting up soon. Now that it's over, um, I might watch the full two. season and we can discuss it. Okay, but yeah, go on. So, I read this interesting thing. Maybe you could shed some light. Uh, this little Star Wars thing. So, mm-hmm. so they said. So the weird scene in A New Hope when Leia just whips into a British accent for no yes. reason. Mm-hmm. So I read this article that said that according to Carrie Fisher, did mm-hmm. you hear this story? No, but I had my own fan justification as to why she goes in and out of it. Go on. Right. So the the fan justification was saying that she's mocking Tarkin in his British accent. Okay. Or, or something like that. That's what I heard. That was. What, I had a different idea, but go okay, on. Okay. But so what Carrie said. <clears throat> Was that she used to work in England, in London, in London uh, theater company. So she was used to being around British people. And they told her that she needs to be angry, that she's being tortured and held prisoner. And Alderaan's about to be destroyed and all that stuff. And she didn't know how to play angry. So when she goes angry, she reverts into a British accent. Hmm. So she just reverted into this British accent for no reason in that scene. Because she's <laughs> supposed to be angry. And she didn't know what else that she was supposed to do. And she gets angry when she gets British. Interesting. So that was the whole reason why she was just like... She thinks British people, I guess, are angry or snippety or whatever. But the- well, she also did that to Vader when she first encounters him. She's like, "Darth Vader, only you could be so bold." Oh yeah, okay, a little bit. Well, I guess you're supposed to be angry at him. Yeah, that's a very good point. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my my interpretation was when she's not in the Senate and talking to other people, part of the Empire and part of the Imperial Senate, then she used the American accent. So real Leia is the American accent. But when she's talking to members of the Empire, she puts on the English dignitary. Oh, I am so holier than thou and that I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. And and also it's like that's maybe that's the 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 etiquette that, that you speak in this accent when you are addressing a member of the Empire. High society. So that yeah. was my interpretation of it. So okay. when she's with the Rebellion, you only hear the American accent. And when she's pretending to be a member of the uh, Imperial Senate, then she puts on the English accent. I got you. That was, that was how I interpreted it. But, eh. Okay, cool. And then uh, you said something, uh, G.I. Joe Blackout? G.I. Joe Blackout, and I don't have a lot of information on this, but I think it was just recently released. Um, it is a game for all the gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation, etc. 
and you it's it's basically catering to fans of G.I. Joe from back in the day as well as current fans because what they did was they modeled the characters off of the new uh, figures that got released and the new figures are largely based on the G1 characters mm-hmm. so you see you know Duke Cobra Commander and all them in their old something inspired largely heavily inspired by their old G1 nice uh, Im- impressions and you know the gameplay looks like a lot of fun it's kind of similar to um, the G1 Transformers Devastation which also did an excellent job of mm-hmm. recreating the, I never played that, but the I G1 the design of it, yeah. yeah and you can see pretty much all the cutscenes on YouTube mm-hmm. someone strung yeah. together them all yeah. one thing that this is missing that Devastation had was a lot of the well basically every surviving voice actor was on transformers you don't have that in this gi joe game unfortunately so you had someone else doing duke who's not even trying to sound like michael bell it's just straight up doing his own thing i think the guy doing cobra commander is at least attempting to sound like chris lotta because i mean you can't do cobra commander without sounding like chris lotta right right um, but, uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I, I wonder if it was just, they didn't want to pay for union actors or mm-hmm. what, but, um, the, the animation and, and design looks, looks beautiful. So in that I'll respect, it's, it it's worth it checking out. out if you've got the, uh, the game systems, it might be currently out. Okay. I've, I've seen some people already reviewing it. So okay. either they had an advanced copy or it's out right now. So very nice. It looks worth looking into. Very cool. I will be uh, teasing this. I need to figure out exactly how to do this. I know the last thing I want to mention is there's a uh, there's a website called Twin Galaxies. They're like the official video game record holders. As featured in King of Kong, oh, the documentary. Kong? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could talk more about it on the next episode, but I was just uh, found my old Sega Genesis. I popped in some old Madden football. Mm. I looked up the record of how many points to score and what the rules were on a certain mode and whatever. Okay. Hadn't played the game in 25-whatever years, and I'm like, I think I could do this. I sat down. The record was 148. I got 176. Whoa. I took a picture of the TV. I don't know if they need to have it live or videotape me doing it so it's not like thing. And I'm like, wow, I did it the first time. So then for three, four days, I tried to duplicate it, and I couldn't duplicate it. I'm Uh. like, oh, no. But then I was able to do it again, and Hmm. so I feel pretty confident. So then if they need a witness present or whatever they right. need to do, so you I thought that probably was very exciting, it. even though it's like a small, you know, 15 mm-hmm. milliseconds of fame. But um, which version of Madden is this? It was Madden 93. OK, so I, I challenge anyone out there. I, I, I scored 176 points in five minute quarters, um, 176 to zero. Hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try because the record's 148. So I shattered the record. So I, I feel confident that I can. Uh, you know, if the ball bounced my way, I could even get to 200 if I needed to. That would be hard. But okay. anyway, so uh, I'm I'm going to try to, you know, get my name on that on that record list. There. Well, good so, luck to you. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's it, man. That's, That's it. All, I got for today. all right. Well, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks, man. As always, um, everyone out there, please, if you want to check out us more, we do have a fan page on Facebook. Check out Podcast Cluster Fudge on Facebook. Look us up. And um, yeah, we will uh, we will be back. All right. 